Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We got to talk about the final four. There was a lot of big plays made in both games. What's the differences in those four teams from the Minnesota Vikings? Also, we got to talk about the rules of the game. There's some slander out there about things that happen within the game. There's some conspiracy theorists out there that think the NFL is rigged. We'll talk about that and much more on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Well, good morning, people. For those watching on YouTube, I always wanted to do the spin around. So I tried it today. I don't know. I don't know how it looked. I don't know if it turned out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Uh, but I, I'm trying something new, the spin around. So make sure you tune in to YouTube. Also, Amazon Fire and Roku. If you have those devices, you can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota uh, app on there and you can get all of our shows. You can also see my new spin around. Let me know what you thought of it. Was it stupid? Did I nail it? Um, was it I was going for the Dr. Evil. You know, one million, one trillion dollar look. You know, he spun around for those that have seen those movies with Austin Powers. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. And today's show, we are going to break down so much in the world of sports, but also we got to tie it into Minnesota a little bit as well and, and kind of talk about our situation in Minnesota versus the final four teams that made it that almost had a chance. Two teams are going, two teams are going home. They almost had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that much more, but I want everybody to know. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I've done it. I've used the Game Time app. I didn't use the code Locked On when I did it, so I might still have to take advantage of that, but it works. comes right to your phone. The tickets are right there. Get into any stadium with those tickets on the Game Time app. Very convenient, very easy, and you know what? No more honey. I left my tickets in the car. They're right there on your phone. Nobody leaves their phone in the car. Nobody leaves baby in the corner. And speaking of baby in the corner, it's time to bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, because we know he normally sometimes might have a baby in the corner, but there's no babies in the corner today. I don't see the little babes back there. They're off to daycare, but Sam. Not today. Not today. I like to spin around, though. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I, I, I don't know why I did it. I was in here messing around with stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Let me try the spin around and see if, it, if it's something different. But, Sam, we got to talk about football. Stop talking talk football because uh, football season is in full force. One, Sam, I'm going to pay off the conspiracy theorist tease. Mm-hmm. So the color of the logo, Sam, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, on oh, Instagram, yeah. mm-hmm. was purple and red. So when that was announced, now, if you go back to years before, one of the colors had matched up with some of the Super Bowl teams. Uh, some of the like correlation they tried to make, I'm like, come on now, you guys are reaching. But I get it. It's all in fun. The NFL's rigged. The script was out. The NFL even had a commercial with Kirk Cousins and everybody's figuring out the script. Now, again, I go back to that Kirk Cousins uh, script because he said, should I take my shirt off? Should I do I don't think Kirk Cousins knew his Achilles was going to tear in the script. Like that, that to me would have seemed like a different type of method acting 
if that was in Kirk Cousins' script. So I'm going to debunk that there. But also, the color purple was the main color of the logo. Red was the secondary color. So everybody's saying it's going to be 49ers Ravens. Grocery stores have like somebody's found a grocery store that already had cookies made up with Ravens and 49ers on it. Good luck with selling those on clearance, by the way. Uh, you got it wrong. But when you think about the whole situation, that's why I really wanted the Lions in there uh, because they have the Lions Chiefs. But this is somebody said, oh, if it's the Lions Chiefs, though, that's blue and red. That makes purple. So we're still right. So you know what? The Lions had to die. Sorry, Lions, for the conspiracy theorists to leave us alone. You had to die. You had to die. And, and by the by the Lions dying, because then I saw somebody else, uh, actually a former Kansas City Chief player, Larry Johnson, played for, for uh, the, the Penn State uh, Nittany Lions. He tried to say, well, there's teams out there that their colors can make blue and red can make purple, which, of course, that's the Buffalo Bills. So I'm glad they were killed in this situation as well, because you got to nail it down now now he's coming back because adam schefter went on the uh, pat mcafee show and he joked and said oh yeah the nfl is totally rigged now of course it was all in sarcasm but some people can't read sarcasm and they just want to go with the video oh see i told you like do you really think adam schefter knows the nfl is rigged and if he did do you think he's going to tell y'all on national tv oh they're just telling us to get off off the scent tell us the truth and then we'll mock it and then we'll move on what are you kidding me right now like, I know I wasn't a big-time player in the NFL, so maybe I wasn't privy to those conversations, but they never told us we had to lose or Ray Lewis had to get hurt or, you know, we got to let uh, 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 Don McNabb throw touchdowns to T.O. because it's their first game, like, so he can do the, just the celebration and do the Ray, Dan, Dan, uh, Ray Lewis squirrel day. Like, they didn't tell us. Like, stop it. Stop it with this conspiracy theory stuff. But. With that said, I saw purple. I was hoping it was the Vikings. Like, if we're going to go conspiracy, let's go full-on conspiracy, mm -hmm. get the most unopportune team into the Super Bowl, which would be the purple Vikings. I would have liked the purple Vikings versus the purple Ravens. Let's just purple this thing up. But now we're going to red it up. It's all red. We got Chiefs 49ers. And, Sam, when you look at this championship game, and let's start with the 49ers and the Lions. Dan Campbell. Now, people can say Dan Campbell lost. I see all kind of jokes. I'm from Detroit, so I got a ton of – Detroit friends and family that are posting stuff. The two field goal kicks. Like, that's the one joke out there, that he could have kicked two field goals. And there's all these kind of like those memes of where you're looking at one thing, like, oh, I don't like that. And then you look at the dangerous thing, you're like, yeah, let me do that one. <laughs> and, the, and they're saying that's Dan Campbell with these forced down gambles versus just pushing the score out. Two field goals of six points, which is technically another touchdown. And you win the game by three. Theoretically, now we know the butterfly effect. Maybe he misses those field goals. Maybe he gets them blocked and they return him for a touchdown. We don't know, but we'll never know because Dan Campbell put the game into his quarterback's hands. So was he too aggressive, Sam? So analytics, because people are saying, like, when you go back and look at analytics and you look at what Dan Campbell should do in certain situations, he's always done the right thing. So for a guy to be kneecap biting, chunk out of a person taking a blue collar, you know, ski mask type of personality. He's also using calculations and he's using an analytics specialist on the sideline or somebody with the book. He followed the letter. Like everybody's saying he's following the letter of analytics. So is it him or is it the analytics? Is this just him? He's a riverboat gambler. He's aggressive. Or is he just doing what the numbers say? And, and that's what I always wonder because we've, for years, we said Zimmer should have had an analytics guy or at least somebody to help him out in certain situations. 
Um, people talk about Kevin O'Connell not going with the end of the league sometimes on fourth down. Uh, maybe he doesn't have trust in his quarterback the way Dan Campbell has in Jared Goff. Uh, with that said, though, Sam, like I personally do think he was too aggressive. I think once you go up 24-7, when C.J. Gardner-Johnson start waving to the 49ers, I'm like, it's over. You guys are about to lose. Like That right there yeah. is what the football gods love. Do it. Mock them so I can make you pay and make you regret you ever did that. Just like Sean Payton with the skull chant. Skull! Skull! And he's mocking the Vikings crowd, and you guys aren't skull chant anymore. Minneapolis miracle shouldn't have happened. Like I think they said that was like a a two percent chance or something like that of completing and winning that game. Stephon Diggs does it, so it, it it's one of those things where never mock, especially in the second quarter. Like, do you know who you're playing? Like, do you know the offensive mind you're dealing with right now on the sideline in Shanahan? Right. Do you know the quarterback you're playing? Like, do you know how bad your defense is, CJ? Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But but Sam, in your opinion, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yeah, definitely CJ. Like, what is he doing? But are are what do you think about the aggressiveness, but also just overall the game? Man, gutted. Gutted for uh Detroit Lions fans. I have a very close Lions friend, Lions fan friend, gutted for him. Um, they've now felt the pain that Vikings fans have felt many times over. They get it now. Um, <laughs> in terms of the decision making. So let's not forget, Dan Campbell made a pretty conservative decision in the first half. At the end of the half, he kicked the field goal. He took the points there. So you he have did. to include that in the conversation. True. He did He did do that. So he got three right there. Went but up what was that one? That was fourth and what, though? I think so that like- was about fourth and I want to say it was fourth and three or four at the goal line. Because yeah, um, and they were saying like he he might have wanted to get the guy to jump off sides because fourth and one and a half because you get half the distance to the goal or fourth and two might be in his yes. numbers and so yeah, yep. So that that get that was a situation where I thought it was fifty fifty for Campbell. I thought Campbell could easily go for it. He took the points. So the second time was twenty four ten. Now at that point, San Francisco was not on any kind of roll. They'd scored a field goal. Detroit's offense had really not been stopped. They went for it on fourth down again. I get that. I get that because you feel like you are feeling it offensively. And I think Reynolds, you know, it was that the one Reynolds dropped it or was that yep. the uh, Reynolds dropped it? Reynolds, Reynolds dropped the first one. And then the other one was a short throw to Amon St. Brown, uh, where if Jared Goff had just set his feet because I know he was scared. He thought somebody was coming from behind. But if he sets his feet and delivers a strike, it's a first down because nobody was covering him on that second move. He ran kind of a go and then he kind of brought it across and he would have been he was open. And Jared Goff just kind of threw off one foot because he just assumed, which is a great assumption with with that defense of the of the 49ers, that somebody, Chase Young, Bosa, Greenlaw, somebody was coming from behind to just absolutely obliterate him. And so he tried to get the ball off on the run versus just setting his feet. Now, I get it, too, because he had scrambled already out of the pocket because he knew the guys that broke contain. But just set your feet, throw it, take a big hit, maybe a helmet to the back of the head, and then you get a, 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 a rough in the passer or something. But, yeah, set your feet and make the throw because it's fourth down anyway. There's no reason to make a, a ridiculous throw because you're going to lose the ball. So even if you get hit, strip, sack, fumble, it's still their ball. So you might as well try to make a good throw. I, I just never understood that on fourth down of guys doing something that you're going to lose it anyway. Like throw the ball into the triple coverage. You're going to lose mm-hmm. it anyway. Give yeah. it or who cares? Arm if it's punt. Inter- yeah. Who cares? Interception. Throw it up even. Like, and that's what even that one, like throw it up. So Amara can like 
even try to come back to the ball. If not, somebody picks it off, but it's better than stopping it back to your goal line. Like all the options in that. But again, games happen fast. I get it. But yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, well, I, I think the real like I think, again, the first two decisions come out in the wash and then it comes down to the one we're talking about. Like this is the big one because this is five minutes to go. This is kick the field goal to tie the game. Um, I think it was on brand for Campbell. I think he was true to himself to go for it. Yeah. And you know, I saw someone tweet too that the the field goal kicker from that distance, which was about 48 yards or so, 46 yards, he's like 40 some percent this year. Like he's Ooh. not that good from so that distance. The analytics, yeah. Um, and if you go for it on about fourth and three, I think it was, maybe that's a 50 50 50 for the team. Like you might actually have a better chance to convert there than convert the field goal. So I kind of do get it. Dan Campbell's always been, and this goes back to the Cowboys game, right? The controversial Cowboys loss. He goes for the win. He doesn't go for ties. A tie just prolongs what could be a loss. Like San Francisco gets the ball back and they methodically drive down. They kick a field goal and win the game at the end. I Campbell wants W's. He doesn't want T's. He wants W's. <laughs> so I got it. I understood it. The big mistake, Ron, was the timeout at the end. He called he wasted his first timeout when they were at the goal line and lost the chance to get the ball back. That yeah. I thought was the biggest mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you're right. Cause they 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 were able to take a knee and in the game there versus him calling three timeouts, mm -hmm. them having to get a first down and punt, and then maybe magic happens and he he has his own uh Detroit miracle. Um I don't motor motor city miracle. There we go. Could have mm -hmm. had the motor city miracle. Um, but yeah. To, to, to no avail, like maybe it's a punt block for a touchdown. Maybe it's a punt block and then they get the ball from there to go win it uh, or at least kick a field goal to tie it. Maybe they get a punt return for a touchdown. The Motor City miracle happens and everybody in Detroit is losing their minds. The funniest meme I actually saw was uh, one of those like where the guy goes, Phew, and he's like, like glad where it said Vegas, uh, Vegas, um, people that live in Vegas. I forgot what you call those type of people. Betters? Um, huh? Are you talking about like gamblers or no, not gamblers, oh. the community of Vegas. <coughs> so yeah, like the Vegas community. That's what it was. Like vegans. <laughs> the Vegan Indians. Uh <laughs> it just basically basically the premise was the Vegas. That was the sigh of relief of all the Vegas community members realizing the whole city of Detroit is not going to be upon them in one day. <laughs> Because, I mean, I don't know if you see some of these social media videos of Detroit fans traveling to games. Like, they went to the Falcons game and took over. They went they to travel the Packers well, game. Yeah. They travel really well. This year alone, like, this was the best year. They've never traveled well. Let's be real. They've mm -hmm. never been a traveling team. They've never been a team. They walk in your stadium, and you're like, oh, they're here. Even at U.S. Bank Stadium, like, they were in the suites. Like, I don't know how they were getting these tickets or people, why people were selling their suite tickets to them, but they were in the suites. They were loud. Like, they were in the uh, Medtronic suite. They were loud. Um, they were in the stadium. Like, as Detroit started to pull away with the win, they started getting loud. So, I think Vegas was like, oh, I don't I don't know if we can handle that many people from Detroit at once. Like, let's, let's. So, they were excited. They were glad. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Dan Campbell felt, followed the letter of the law. Um, some people are saying, don't run the ball there. You know, it should be three to four passes, so you don't have to waste a timeout. Um, I I agree with that as well. Like you look at, you know, motioning and shifting. Even if you run like a double pass, do something where you can get the ball out your hands and be able to throw the ball. Like whether it's a toss, 
um, something where he's going towards the sideline. So if he doesn't have an opening, he can just get out of bounds. There's a lot of factors in that. But yeah, I, I do agree. There should have been like there should have been three throws in a row. Uh, ben Johnson, dial up your best pass plays. Uh, but he couldn't get it done. Uh, and then there's the other side of the coin, though. There, there is, So now we know the 49ers are going. Uh, I was going to make a correlation. Like, I was going to ask you this question, and maybe I'll save it for the basketball party tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I think I will. But my question, just for people that want to stick around tomorrow and, and watch the basketball party, I woke up this morning, and I kind of thought, I'm like, are the Timberwolves like the Lions? Like, is this going to be the year where, mm-hmm. where Minnesota fans finally have faith and they let us down in the final four. But I hope not. Like I, I hope that the I hope the 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 uh Timberwolves can get over that hump. Cause they're gonna have faith. Like they're going to the playoffs. Like there's no question there. They they there is no way to have a monumental meltdown at this point. There is, but I hope not, because I think 40 wins get you in at this stage in the game. Uh the top four teams, though, are all within one game. So it's gonna fluctuate. Like, it's going to keep going up and down. The five seed, I think, is five games behind. Um, so so home you think, court looks good. Home, looks like, really at good. least one through court. four. Yeah, one yeah. through four looks like home court. You're going to have a home court basketball playoff series in Minneapolis. Uh, hopefully, that should be a win. Hopefully, it's not the four seed. But again, one game is nothing. So, for people that are like, oh, I can't believe we went from one to four, it's one game right now. So, let's relax on that. But I just feel like because like the the Timberwolves for so long, people just were like, uh, you know, whatever. Stands weren't filled, games weren't sold out. Now they're like selling out. People are excited about the All Stars. People are excited about the next game coming up. The fact that they beat the Thunder to take the number one seat. Now they weren't handed like because this is the thing that I think the script writers wanted. And we're gonna get to the uh, to the Ravens Chiefs next because we got to talk about Taylor Swift. But when you think about the script writers, and I tweeted this, I could not believe the Timberwolves lost to a terrible team and OKC lost to a terrible team. Like, how do you both lose to two teams that are not going to the playoffs? I was the Spurs, I think is who the Timberwolves lost to, or the the OKC, and then I forgot who the Timberwolves lost to. Uh, Spurs. Oh, the Timberwolves lost to Spurs, and then OKC lost to somebody else that was not good. And so I'm sitting there thinking, was it like maybe the, uh, it wasn't the magic because the magic are trying good. to find it. Was it on Sunday or Friday? It was or? the same night. They both lost on the same because I was oh, watching Detroit. 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 There Detroit. it is. Yeah. Detroit. My, my, my Pistons. I forgot about that because at I least saw Detroit a bunch of, got a win on Sunday. That's what I'm saying because people were saying that too. Like, well, the Lions lost, but at least the Pistons won, which means absolutely nothing that the Pistons won. There's not even close to a playoff. Like there's no number one seed to go get. So now you're just playing for pride at this point. Unless Caitlin Clark and you're going to do something monumental in the history of sports and say, we draft with the number one pick overall, Caitlin Clark. Everybody's going to be like, what? Okay, let's see what happens. But to get back on the football topic, Sam, coming up in the next segment, we got to talk about the Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, there's so much to unpack there. There's also a tweet from uh, our own Locked On uh, Packers host, Peter Bukowski, that I want to unpack that as well. And much more coming up next, but we have a word from our sponsors. We are presented today by Game Time. I am going to be trying to go to the Wolves-Mavericks game tomorrow night. And, of course, I've got my Game Time app fired up. I'm looking at the seat chart right now, um, and there are some killer deals to get in the door tomorrow night for as low as $17. And that's an all-in number. 
That's an all-in cost, no hidden fees. I'm looking at the view from the seat right now. Not too shabby. Uh, you can sit lower level, upper level, and they signify with the little logo, a little lightning bolt, where the best deals are. Uh, there's so many good features at game time, whether you're going to sports, theater, comedy, uh, music. They've got the best deals. And right now, when you sign up at game time, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Again, game time. Best deals on tickets. Great savings. They give you 110% of the difference back if you find the same seats in the same, or if you find better seats in the same section and row. But again, if you take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, right now, game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. Use code Vegas one hundred for a hundred bucks off a big game ticket, or use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, Sam, it's time to jump into the next segment and talk about Ravens and Chiefs. But before we do that, Sam, I don't know if you saw this. Also, I want to give a shout out. And this might be a good social media clip. Uh, CJ Ham. Congratulations to C.J. Ham for making the Pro Bowl. C.J. Ham gets to go to the Pro Bowl because the 49ers' Hughes check is going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw that. So because Hughes check cannot play in the Super the Pro Bowl because he's going to the Super Bowl, and he, even if he could, he would probably decline so he doesn't pull a, a hamstring or tear a knee up playing flag football. The Vikings fullback, C.J. Ham was next on the list. And so he is packing his bags and he's headed down to Orlando. I'm guessing he's already there. Um, it's one of those quick, like, hey, pack and go. I remember when I got a chance to go to the Pro Bowl, not as a player, uh, but Ed Reed uh, um, was inducted, or not inducted, was uh, picked as a Pro Bowler. He called me literally like a couple days before, like, hey, man, you want to go to Pro Bowl? Like, I got an extra plane ticket. I'm like, bet, let's do it. So I packed my stuff, got, you know, I, like, I didn't even know what to pack. I just got, and then I like texted a couple other players, see who else was going. Cause we had, I think we had like, eight pro bowlers that year um so we had a lot of guys on our team go down there uh, myself terry jones gary baxter so on and so forth and we all just hung out as a team did the you know we did the the, the scooters as a group looked like a bike gang out there but we did the scooters uh i know the chiefs i think that year as well had a lot of guys that was like the gonzalez here i forgot who else went but they had a lot of guys too but nobody had more than the Ravens as far as like extra players coming down too. Todd Heap was a pro bowler, Jonathan Ogden, uh, Jamal Lewis, the running back, Chris McAllister, the cornerback. Like we had a lot of guys uh, into the pro bowl that year. And so uh, Ray Lewis, of course, come on now. You got Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, but that was one of the years where we all went down there to support our teammates. Uh, one, cause they pay for us to go. So why not? <laughs> but you know we and it was cool it was fun so congratulations cj ham i know it's going to be a great time in orlando nice and sunny i got to go to hawaii so i know they switched that up i know some players want to go back to hawaii but the nfl is like it's cheaper to send you guys to orlando so we're going to do orlando you can go to disney if you want uh but enjoy a cj ham now time to move on to the other team going to the super bowl the other team that gets to participate in the pro bowl the ravens you can participate in the pro bowl now chiefs you and taylor swift are now going to the super bowl first conspiracy there they wanted Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl from the start. Like for a team that had not played well all season, they played okay, uh, but not like lights out where like, oh, this is a Super Bowl team. They turned it on when it mattered most. They turned it on in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes turned into the killer that he is. Uh, it's tough to bet against him. He's feeling Brady-ish to me right now. Uh, not going to lie. Like Tom Brady was a guy you don't, not, you don't bet against, especially before the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's what Patrick Mahomes started doing. This is what's third, uh, sixth, Sorry, sixth AFC Championship game, uh, third 
trip to a Super Bowl now with a chance to win his third. No, wait, did they lose fourth. a Super Bowl? They lost. Fourth, yeah, fourth. Fourth, fourth trip. trip yeah. But mm-hmm. third chance to win. So he has a third, he has a he's gonna have another chance to get a third ring, fourth Super Bowl trip, six AFC championships. Feeling a little Brady-ish. Not gonna lie, Sam. Feeling a little Brady-ish. Um, but Peter Bukowski. I'm going to pay that tease out. Peter Bukowski locked on Packers. I just tweeted the video of uh, likely. So Lamar Jackson was on the 25, backed up to the 30, threw a, a, a ball. Probably not advised, but over the middle. I'm guessing that was the play design. But the Chiefs were in like a covered, some type of man, or sorry, two-man type of coverage. Like I don't know what, or quarters man underneath. I don't know what they're, because the, the, the tight end was being carried uh, by the safety. So I don't know what coverage that was, but they had it locked down. Absolutely locked down. The throw should have went to Zay Flowers. It, it literally should have. Zay Flowers is running underneath wide open because everybody ran with Likely. So if Lamar pumps and then comes back underneath, Zay Flowers is open. Uh, but he throws it anyway. Likely stops his feet, gets run over, no flags, interception. Now on the broadcast, even the clip I posted, you can hear Dean Blandino trying to make it right for his refs. He's like, well, as you see, the interception happens before the contact. And he's saying it, the contact is happening, and the interception still hadn't happened, Sam. So I'm so sick of them trying to, like, come up with reasons why refs don't throw flags. Peter Bukowski, mm-hmm. he says, well, you don't reward a bad play with a flag. In what world? In what world we don't reward bad plays with a flag? Like, it happens all the time. If yep. a receiver is underthrown and he stops to come back for the ball and you run him over, it's a flag. So Peter Bukowski gives me his reasoning, blah, blah. I finally showed the NFL. I went to the NFL, uh, the .com, and pulled up defensive pass interference with the rules. He's like, I know, by the letter of law, it, it is a pass interference. I just don't care. Laugh out loud. Right. So you know it's a pass interference. You're just you're just going back to this, I don't reward want to reward a bad play. But I also was going to post, but I didn't do it. I was going to post like Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, double, triple cover plays where Dante Culpepper throws into the atmosphere and says Randy's down there somewhere. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws into the atmosphere and says, Calvin Johnson, save me. And they made the play. Now, likely is not either of those two receivers. Those are the best two receivers I've ever seen play football aside, alongside Jerry Rice because I was old enough to watch Jerry Rice versus the Bengals in the Super Bowls. Um, back when I was actually an Icky Woods fan because I was running back, so I used, to, I used to do the Icky Shuffle when I scored when I was little. Um, so I was kind of against the 49ers winning Super Bowls. Maybe that's my, my disdain for the 49ers. I was an Icky Woods fan. And they continuously hurt mm. my Icky and, and Boomer Sison. Like I just did not like, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the other receiver? John, um, it was Jerry Rice and 82. I forgot the other guy's name. Let's just, John Taylor, John Taylor. There we go. And so Jerry Rice, John Taylor will rip up the, the bangles. So I've seen that play happen. So first of all, it was pass interference. I got Peter Bukowski to admit it on Twitter. He's probably not happy I won that, but I won. Uh, but Sam, what are your thoughts on that game? Do you think it was, I'm not going to say rigged, but do you think some calls probably could have went in the Ravens' favor, but it didn't? Because we've seen similar plays happen where I think the Eagles had a pass interference right on the Chiefs, I think is what happened. And same thing, Bradbury reaches out, grabs, uh, yeah, Juju, and they throw the flag. Now, could that flag have been swallowed? Yeah, because the ball was uncatchable but they still gave it to him. This ball, you could say it's uncatchable, but if likely can stop and he probably knocks it down, if not gets an offensive pass interference, either way, the Ravens get to keep the ball and maybe score. So do you think the ref swallowed the whistle a little bit? I said it was a swift decision. Pun on my words, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They had to make a swift decision, so I get it. Uh, But what are your thoughts on that? Um, 
I mean, did they uh, did the script have Zay Flowers having the ball stripped at the goal line um, and celebrating get it pushed back? Did did it have them uh, letting MVS get behind them on third down at the end? I I don't think the Ravens made enough plays. I think they they no. shot themselves in the foot a couple times. Um, scored ten points. Uh, you you got to you got to do better. And the play calling was suspect. Chiefs did just enough to win. The Chiefs defense, particularly their pass defense, is very very good. And the Ravens seem to want to just pass on them. True. Instead of running the ball like they're so good at, um, 84 rushing yards, most of it from the quarterback in that game. They they weren't able to run the ball at all um, when they needed to. So I, I think the Chiefs deserved it. I thought they played a good game. And I had one stat that I, I used on the football party yesterday, Ron. Mm. Pat Mahomes has now played 17 playoff games. So that's a full season of playoff games. 4,800 yards, 39 touchdowns, seven picks. Wow. Which is why Travis Kelsey passed Jerry Rice for like most catches in a playoff career. Like he's, I think he's been in all 17 too, hasn't he? Or no? Uh, yeah, no, he absolutely has. Yeah. Yep. Going back so, to 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's just part of the reason why he got to pass Jerry Rice, which is, is nothing against, you know, Travis Kelsey or Jerry Rice, you know, either way. It's just he's played in more games. Like he's played in more games. He's been the primary target in more games, whereas some of those 49er games, uh, they ran the ball. Like they had Roger Craig, like they had good running backs, like they were running the ball. Joe Montana also had uh, Dwight Clark, you know, like they they had some ballers. Steve, you know, Steve Young had Terrell Owens also like T.O. I remember came alive towards the end of Jerry Rice's career, uh, which is why Jerry Rice ended up having to go. Um, so there there's a lot of factors in there for Jerry. Um, but ter- but but Travis Kelsey has been the focal point. Um, I'm I'm honestly like. This is what what really is going to annoy me. Like, I'm going to watch a little bit of Pro Bowl. My kids have basketball this weekend. And then next weekend, Super Bowl weekend, uh, we have practice. But I, I I know our coach is trying to move the Sunday practice up so that dads can, you know, have don't have to pick their daughters up in the middle of the Super Bowl. So I know we're, we're working on that with the U of M to try to move that schedule up. Like, like let's get practice done earlier. You know, we don't need to be there because I think my daughter goes till like 3.30 sometimes on Sundays. Um, and so it's like, I think, and what time Super Bowl starts? Is it five? It's usually five, five thirty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the goal is to try to stick to this three thirty. But I know they were talking about trying to change that up. I'm like, don't change it. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Three thirty, we're done. Um, but Sam, when you look at this, this, this Super Bowl week, so not Pro Bowl week, Super Bowl week. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. I don't know if you heard this. She's going to Tokyo for a for a deal and julia so julia brought this up remember we she was like and this is why julia was wrong julia did not take into effect effect that china and tokyo are so far ahead of us it's actually we're in the past or sorry we're in they're in the future i don't know in the past we're We're in the the past. past yep um yeah we haven't got to them yet always that always makes me weird though because like it's almost like the past means it already happened and we're not there. We're behind. We're not in the past because the past has already happened. The clock is in the past. Like it's, it's their clock is just ahead of ours. We haven't caught up yet. So they're going to, yeah, they're going to be into January 31st pretty soon here. Correct. Not already. Yeah. So that's, and so that's what Julia forgot to take into account. Cause on the round table, she was like, well, Taylor Swift's going to be at a concert. So she can't make the Super Bowl anyway. So the Chiefs are going to lose. And then the script writers were like, you're right. And so they were like, Lamar, go out there and kill it early. And then they were like, wait a minute. They're ahead of us. Zay Flowers uh, fumble. 
please fumble because uh, the Chiefs can go. Taylor Swift said she can make it. Her jet will be gassed up and ready to go. So why I say that, Sam, is it's their day there, which is the same day for us, but it's 12 hours apart. So meaning it's actually the day before the Super Bowl here when she's having that concert. So when her concert ends, she has a private jet. We know that because her jet showed up to every game so far. When she jumps on the jet, and this is not like getting on like, because I went to China on Delta. Great flight. Great flight. Great. Like I was in the economy plus, so I had leg room. Uh, it's a long flight, though. It was 11 and a half hours, basically 12 hours to get to, to Beijing when my wife went to the Olympics. I was losing my mind, Sam, like getting up. I mean, I was I had an aisle seat. I was in the row with all my family, my, my in-laws. So it wasn't like uncomfortable. It wasn't like I was with randoms for 12 hours, but it's just sitting on a plane for 12 hours. Like I'm getting up, trying to walk up and down. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I went to sleep for like six hours and then you wake up and you're still on the plane. Normally when you go to sleep for six hours on a plane, you're there. Mm -hmm. I went to sleep for six hours. Sam. I woke up and I'm like, we're still in the air and we still had six hours. I'm like, Oh, oh, come on. And it's just one of those stir crazy feelings. She's in a nice cushy jet with a bed. She'll be able to put like her eye mask on, lay down in her bed and go to sleep, like legit sleep. Unlike me, like, in a chair like cock you know like uncomfortable right. she'll have nice long sleep for eight hours probably that's all the human needs if not six her adrenaline is gonna be pumping from the concert she'll have maybe a couple glasses of wine then she'll get to 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 uh vegas which she probably has residency there like she doesn't do anything there but i'm pretty sure they're like oh taylor we got you taylor so she'll show up in, in vegas and she has her suite ready She'll get to get dressed, get her makeup. I'm guessing Brittany Mahomes will probably try to show up to her suite. Girls go together. Uh, Hughes Check's wife probably will have something for her to wear. Like, hey, girl, we're both at the same game. I got a jacket for you. You love my puffer coat. Here's this Vegas version because <laughs> it's not going to be cold. So no puffer coats needed in Vegas. But it's all I, drawn I up. went to Vegas one time to watch a Super Bowl and for a concert that I liked there. And it was cold. It was like oh. – I. I watched an. I went to an outdoor Super Bowl viewing party in Vegas that year, and I had on a coat. Like it was hmm. chilly, probably fifty. Okay, so maybe Mrs. Hughes check will have to make some Christian Hughes check. She's been killing it with the gear. I saw her do Taylor Lautner's, uh, hmm. which I didn't know he was a Lions fan. Very weird. Hmm. Um, but she made him a custom jet. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Like I, I, I was always Team Werewolf. Uh, in the uh, in the series, I don't know if you ever saw that Twilight. Uh, but I was definitely for the werewolves over the vampires. Uh, so I like Jacob, like Taylor Lautner, but yeah, he, uh, also his wife's name is Tay. So that's kind of weird. Tay Lautner and Taylor Lautner. Very weird. Tay and Tay. We got a Taylor Swift too. We got a lot of, and we Taylor. got Taylor Swift, uh, but the NFL got their storyline. Hughes checks. Wife is going to get to make gear for everybody for the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift's going to show up to the Super Bowl with worn by Aaron Edwards, uh, Aaron, uh, Andrew's gear. Cause we know the wear by EA show. Like it's all going to the marketing dollars. Also, I don't know if you saw this from commercials to marketing, to stuff bought online, to stuff she wears that people go online and buy. She's made the NFL and the chiefs. I don't know the number and I might say this wrong, but Sam, you probably can look this up. It's like an additional, like 300 plus million dollars in like commercials and other stuff. Um, because they've been able to sell, more stuff with knowing mm -hmm. she's going to be in attendance and they've been able to sell commercials. They've been able to sell products she's wearing. That's why Aaron Andrews gave her some stuff to wear. Like, and then as soon as she had it on and she kissed Travis Kelsey, Aaron, Edward, Aaron Andrews got a picture and said, Oh, nice necklace girl that wear by EA. And then it's the <laughs> chief's necklace. So now all the chief's fans can go get the Tay Tay necklace that she's wearing. I mean, it's 
I get it. Capitalize. I'm all for it. Like Taylor, if you want to come on the Ron Johnson show, it's wide open. Travis Kelsey is wide open. Hey, I'm all for it. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. So, hey, I'm not hating, but there's money involved in this. Uh, but when you think about the Super Bowl, Sam, real quick before we get out of here to the uh, daily three, that's three questions. Yeah. Take about three minutes each today. Uh, Super Bowl matchup. We got four. And we're going to talk about this on the roundtable for sure. Um, but Super Bowl matchup, just our quick thoughts before we really get to deep dive into it next week, Super Bowl week. 49ers Chiefs, what's your gut telling you? My gut tells me that the Chiefs are just, they, they've peaked at the perfect time and that they're yeah. going to win. I am cheering for San Francisco. Yeah. Um, because even though they've been there every year, they've been in this position a lot. They've been in mm. a, NFC championships, Super Bowls. They haven't won, you know, in a long time. Right. And I think Purdy is still a fun story. I like seeing the shots of his parents in the crowd. That's fun. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot of players on the team that have never tasted a championship. So True. I am, I am cheering for San Francisco. I know that city doesn't need more championships. They're all Warriors fans. They've all seen the Warriors win four. They've seen the the San Francisco Giants win three in the last decade. So they don't need more rings in that city, but I'm right. I'm cheering for the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers have already won five Super Bowls. They're trying to catch the Steelers and get to six. Um, I've been blessed. You know, my dad was blessed enough to Steelers have six. I forgot who else has six. The Patriots have six, uh, mainly all Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, the Patriots all organization. Yep. Yeah, it's all Tom Brady. Like it's nobody else. Nobody else has ever won for the Patriots. Uh, they've been there, but they got killed by the Bears. Um, but they they've you know they've never actually won other than with Tom Brady. Uh, so it's Tom Brady six to the rest of the NFLs. Steelers five or six, 49ers five. So they're going for their six. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm torn. I'm torn. I want absolute chaos on Twitter that night, Sam, because everybody's gonna be mad. The amount of Taylor Swift, like views and conversations and things being shown uh tony romo gets to do this game so that's gonna be hilarious with jim nance and tony romo i might actually watch the nickelodeon version because i'm sick of romo guessing wrong like if mm -hmm. he just broadcasted i think he'd be great but now he's getting into this like crystal ball thing where he gets it wrong and then he tries to talk about why he was wrong like oh i would have done this though i don't know why the coach did that that's why he's the coordinator that's why they're probably gonna win a super bowl that's why they didn't, you know, like screw up playoff games. So I, I'm kind of over that. Like, stop trying to like think you're smarter than the coaches. Just call the game. You're getting paid to call the game. Do it. Learn the players' names. Realize that the, the Steelers running back is one of the top weapons they have. Like, just do your job. You make too much money to not do your job. And so when, when you look at the whole Super Bowl aura of it, I'm going to sit back and enjoy the chaos because it's going to be chaotic. I am. I'm happy for Brock Purdy because last year, you know they they truly believe if he wasn't hurt, they make it. And and I and I after watching the Eagles down the stretch this year, I believe it. I believe last year if they had lost to Brock Purdy would have been the start of the downturn. We just kind of saw it this year a little bit where it was up and down, and you know you didn't know what team you're going to get. Also, I think Brock Purdy. You know when you talk about his legacy, um, this was something that he got punched in the face. I mean I don't know if you heard the story. They, they talked about bringing in Tom Brady if he was willing to play. Like, if Brock Purdy wasn't 100% healthy, that's the first part of it. Shannon said, man, I'm going to go after Brady. Brady can get me to a Super Bowl, which he probably could have. Like, you look at this team, Brady could have got them to a Super Bowl. So I think Brock Purdy also felt like a little gut punch. Like, all right, I got to come out here and win this. And so here we go. And they have a chance to win it. Uh, but we got the Daily Three coming up. That's three questions, three minutes each. We have a word from our sponsors. 
And for the aforementioned Super Bowl, there is a great way to cash in through FanDuel because they've got a brand new promotion at America's number one sports book. Super Bowl Sunday is the best. You got the food, the friends, the family, the football. Add the FanDuel to the list because if you make a $5 wager, new customers, $5 money line bet if you win you get $200 in bonus bets straight to your account. So take care of that $5 money line bet early um, so that you've got the 200 in your account. Put it on the Super Bowl props at fanduel.com slash locked on. First touchdown score, anytime touchdown score, total points scored, first quarter score, endless possibilities, those Super Bowl props at FanDuel. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Family, football, food. FanDuel, make every moment more, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Well, now it's time for the Daily Three. We've got about time for about a minute each today, um, but take it away, Sam. Let's get right to the Wolves. Yeah, Wolves coming off a clunker against San Antonio, taking on the co-leaders in the Western Conference in OKC, and Minnesota comes out with a big boy win, 107-101, surging to the finish line. Finally, execution in the fourth quarter. Ron Johnson, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, so I talked to the guys from the basketball party this morning a little bit via text. We were all texting early this morning. You guys, I think maybe last night. I don't know what time you guys started doing it, but I didn't. I was asleep, so I got up at like 7-something and started, like, after I got the kids to school, and then I started texting with you guys. Um, and the one thing I got out of it was Chet Holmgren, Played scared. Like, he wasn't a factor. Because I was like, why did he only have four points? Now, what I did see, because I saw the first half and up to maybe like a little bit of third quarter, because I was at, I was at the gym working out. And so I like, which now that I know that the gym carries the game like that, I'm like, this might be my new thing. Like, whenever they play, I'm going to just go to the gym, <laughs> get on the Stairmaster, get on the treadmill, and just, yeah. just make it like an hour and a half to two-hour workout of just cardio while I watch the game. Um, and it was actually it was like I, I got through the workout really easily because I was so down into the game. I forgot I was on the Stairmaster at one point. And so I just noticed early on Josh Giddy wide open threes. But then, you know, you guys explained he was like over 13 up until that point. So that was probably the game plan. Like, hey, let him let's see what happens. Um, but the, the Timberwolves, like I think what they had a four. They were down four heading into the to the fourth quarter and they put up 10. They won by 10 in the fourth quarter. And that was the key. Win the fourth quarter. Their third quarters have been things we talked about. This was now it's like a fourth quarter. I would rather have a fourth quarter dominance than a third quarter dominance because a fourth quarter dominance means you're closing out to win the game. Third quarter dominance means, which we've seen, you have a chance to melt down and lose the game in the fourth quarter. So if they can transition that third quarter kind of hype and move into a fourth quarter hype, I'm excited for it, but now they're the number one seed. They've knocked the uh, the OKC team, the Thunder, down to three, and the Nuggets are sneaking back up on them at two. So it's going to be a fun race down the stretch. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think that the Wolves are going to have to do everything in their power to fend off these teams, right? Like the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Thunder are not going to go away. They're not going to fade out of the picture. It's going to be back and forth for the final 35 games. For sure. Um, so when you have these head-to-head matchups, you got to win. Yep. You got to win. And the Wolves have beaten the Nuggets this year. They've beaten the Clippers recently, and they've beaten now OKC after losing to OKC. But they they yep. kind of they balanced it out there. So it's good that they're beating these contenders in these biggest games. Maybe this is righting the ship uh, after last night's win. Uh, next up, Ron, FanDuel. Mm-hmm. 
Super Bowl in 2025 odds. I'm not sure which Roman numeral we're at here, but that's okay. Um, so the Vikings <laughs> are 40 to one plus 4,000. That's the same as the Chicago Bears to win next year's Super Bowl. The Jags have better odds, the Chargers, the Jets. Uh, you think that's about right for, for our Minnesota Vikings? Um, well, the, 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 what's up in the air is who's going to be the quarterback. And I think that's why, like, if there was more of a detailed plan, uh, a healthy Kirk cousins, I think it would be different. But for the Vikings, you're looking at possibly having an aggressive rebuild of like, we got to go find us a quarterback, whether it's JJ McCarthy or whoever. Um, it'd be interesting to see, cause it's so funny to me. And, uh, I'll save this probably for the, for the football party or for the uh, round table, uh, maybe the football party, um, that I originally tweeted J.J. McCarthy to the Vikings, and when he was hot, everybody, oh, he's not going to be there. You're stupid. He's not going to be there at that point. Like, There's no way he's there. He's going to be – like, he might be a second rounder. He'll be there. Like, so for people that was like, oh – like, that's why I look at the film, and I don't worry about the hype. And, like, in my opinion, J.J. McCarthy didn't look like – like, we were just riding the hype at that time of, like, Michigan being one of the top teams. Nobody actually watched until like we saw the Penn State game, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, he's okay, I guess." And so that's why I think this is going to be an aggressive rebuild. Maybe assign Kirk Cousins, draft a JJ McCarthy because he's six three, so he has the prototypical NFL body, and he reminds me of what maybe a guy like in Brock Purdy system in the 49ers system. I think JJ McCarthy would be great, and so maybe Kevin O'Connell is going to look at something like that and say, "This is the way to go." But yeah, forty to one odds is just saying we don't know. And same mm-hmm. with the Bears. You don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They have the number one pick. You don't know if they're going to go Caleb Williams. You don't know if they're going to go uh, Hendon Hooker. Like You have no idea what they're going to do. And so I think that's going to be the key. Yeah. No, you're right about that. I think if they re-sign Cousins, they probably vault up to like 25 to 1. Probably. Uh, last one, Ron. I'm giving you 30 seconds on Bill Belichick, who is unemployed. Are you shocked that Belichick does not have a job? No, because if I'm a GM, I don't want another GM. Like Belichick doesn't want to come in and just be a coach. He wants to come in and be coach with like uh, whatever it is, pr- president of player operations or something. That's what a GM does. Like he doesn't want to give that up. So if I'm a GM and I'm sitting in that interview with the owner, like I'm like, oh yeah, like he wants some Super Bowls with Tom Brady, but Kenny, what did he do with these other quarterbacks? And then Sleeker, I'm like, I don't want this guy here. He's going to try to take my job. He's going to try to get me fired just like he did with the Patriots and take over. And I don't want that. And also, his old school mentality, his old school tactics don't work. Dan Campbell is old school with new school. He's out there doing push-ups with the players. He's in the locker room dancing. Like, he's old school with new school. Belichick is just old school. And that may not work anymore with these new young age players. So that's my take on that. I don't know your thoughts on it, but, you know, I know we got to quick get out of here. Um, Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, he's not going to be around long term. So you would be signing him for like a, a three to five year window, maybe max. Uh, you're not going to have a 20 year coach when you sign Bill Belichick. That's just the reality of his age. So I get why there would be hesitance. Yeah. Patriots are dumb. They should have just let him be like player operations specialist or something like found a job in the front office, kind of like uh, Bruce Arians did with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just go off to the sunset, but sit in the front office. Just, hey, I want to be a front office figurehead. I'll be around to help you guys recruit and keep the face, and let's go find us a quarterback. But, yeah, Belichick, he thought you know his, his he thought it was better than he was, and now he's learning. Hey, and, and maybe. It still might happen because I'm guessing a lot of these teams are waiting for the Lions uh, to be done because they wanted to interview their coordinators, and so I think that's part of this thing. Now the Lions are done, so we'll see where the other chips fall. 
Um, also, maybe some Kyle Shanahan guys. Maybe he might lose a guy. So there's a lot to happen out there. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Uh, this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. This has been the Ron Johnson Show. Make sure you guys know you can find Locked On Sports Minnesota 24-7 on our YouTube live stream for all your favorite Minnesota sports shows around the clock. That's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins, Gophers, whatever you're into. We have it all hours of the day. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.